Good morning and welcome to another morning mental prayer with Shalom Kaysen. Today's topic is the waves of life. And before we begin, make sure you hit the like button and hit the share button. If you just take a moment to hit the like button right now, it'll really help me out. I saw that a lot of you have done it. Thank you so much for hitting the like button and hit the share button as well. Share on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere you like to share so someone else can benefit from this podcast. Thank you so much. And we're going to start in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My God, I firmly believe that thou art everywhere present and seest all things. Cleanse my heart from all vain, wicked, and distracting thoughts. Enlighten my understanding and inflame my will that I may pray with reverence, attention, and devotion. Today's quote is from St. Boniface. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. And I want you to sit quietly and consider why you should stay on course when life is difficult. Here's the quote. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on course. Why should you stay on course when life is difficult? Here's the reflection. Why should you stay on course when life is difficult? Here's the quote. The church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. Why should you stay on course when life is difficult? Moving on to our next reflection, how have you been tempted to abandon Christ's ship in the past? Quote, the church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. How have you been tempted to abandon Christ's ship in the past?
and here's the reflection. How have you been tempted to abandon Christ's ship in the past? And the quote, the church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to abandon ship, but to keep her on her course. How have you been tempted to abandon Christ's ship in the past? Right, moving on to our Thanksgiving prayer. Almighty and eternal God, I adore thee and I thank thee for all the benefits which thou in thy infinite goodness and mercy has conferred upon me. Now for the most important part of mental prayer, the resolution. The resolution is what makes mental prayer so much more beneficial than other kinds of prayer because we are resolving to change our lives through the help of of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. And based on this reflection, we should resolve to avoid every sin we possibly can. As our blessed Lord says in the Gospels, go forth and sin no more. However, we should especially resolve to avoid one particular deadly sin, and they are as follows. Lust, envy, gluttony, greed, wrath, pride, and sloth. And I would suggest pride based on this reflection because it is pride that makes us believe we know better than the church, we know better than Christ, we know better than God. And it is humility that allows us to see when we, when there are stresses and difficulties in life and in the church that the church is, and I've heard this quote from somewhere and I'm not sure who originally said it, but I love this quote. And it's, it goes like this, the church is not a museum for saints. The church is a hospital for sinners. And I really love that quote because it makes you realize that when things go wrong, for example, I'm Catholic, and of course there have been scandals in the Catholic church. And um, for me, that doesn't really bother me because the church is a hospital for sinners. And also, when I look back in history, um, I'm humbled by how the Catholic Church has survived for 2,000 or so years uh, with numerous, numerous scandals. And um, the church eventually has always been able to root those scandals out and get back to the truth of the faith. And well, the, you know, the church never lost the faith. The problem was that there were people in the church, sinners, who just couldn't find their way. And and sometimes they were in leadership positions. Sometimes they were the Pope, the head of the Catholic Church, and they were doing sinful, sometimes evil things, sometimes murdering people. There are murderous popes. Yes, it's actually very interesting, uh, some of the stories about the bad popes out there. And I will be first to admit that to this very day, there are tons of problems, tons of sinners 
in charge at some of the highest levels of the church. And it is very, very sad. But as the quote says, it is not my job to abandon the church. It's my job to um, help her on her way. And that doesn't mean we have the power to help the church. That's why we got to be humble. We don't have the power to help the church go the way that it needs to go. That's up to the Holy Spirit. But we do have the power to be there with the church. We, we don't need to abandon ship. We need to be there where God wants us to be. And to help the church stay on course, we have to pray. That is the main thing that we can do. We can avoid sin and we can pray because that is what Jesus asked us to do when you want to boil it down to the trace minerals of the faith. We need to know, love, and serve God. That's the main things that we need to do. And in order to do that, everything is in the Our Father that, you know, we need to do. You know, first we, uh, if you pray the Our Father every day, you'll have a better understanding of how it kind of encapsulates the faith. You know, give us our day, give, the, give us this day our daily bread. That means we need to be learning more and more about God every day. You know, um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're understanding, okay, God is in charge of everything, but we have a free will. Uh, the angels have already made their choice to remain with God. So they're solidified in that way. They can't sin beyond this point. The devils made their choice. They are stuck in their sin. We have the choice. We're in between. So there's theology right there in the Our Father. Um, and we need to follow God's will. And, and what is God's will? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. So what is God's will? We need to get forgiveness for our sins and stop sinning. And we need to forgive others and we need to be kind to others. So you kind of have a little um, theology lesson right there in the Our Father of the basics of the faith. We can... Abandoning ship means saying God is not with us anymore. God was never with us. I don't believe this stuff. You know, that's how we abandon ship. We abandon ship by giving up on avoiding our sins. We abandon ship by saying our sins aren't so bad or, you know, it's not really in the Bible that I shouldn't ABC. It's not really taught by Jesus that I shouldn't XYZ when it is. All we have to do is look at the Ten Commandments and we will know the truth of the matter and um, there are some obscure teachings about certain things in today's world um, that are quote unquote new, but really there's nothing new under the sun. So we should be able to determine from the Ten Commandments and expand out from there a bit that, OK, this is or isn't a sin. So we should avoid sin and we should pray and we should learn to love Jesus more by learning more about him. One way you can do that is by reflecting on his life, um, passion, and resurrection. And you can do that uh, every day. I do it every day. Uh, Catholics have something that called the rosary and where we reflect on Jesus' life every day. And it helps me to learn more and more about Jesus because I'm just sitting there and I'm reflecting. Okay, I'm reflecting on the Annunciation. Okay, what does that mean to me? Why is it important? And why is it special? And how am I going to change my life based on the Annunciation? Okay, now I'm going to reflect on the Nativity. 
okay, Jesus was born. He's born in a manger. Why? Why was he born in a manger? What does a manger mean? Can I envision myself there in the manger? What did it look like? So I do that every day for about 20 minutes. And it really, truly helps you become closer to Christ. We need to know, love, and serve God. That is how we will remain humble. That's how we remain with the ship, even when it's teetering and tottering. And believe you me, the Catholic Church has tons of problems right now. There's so much confusion and it's really frustrating, but it's not my job to be prideful and say, I know which church is the right church. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there or, or whatever. It's my job to look at the historical facts and decide based on that. Well, I really didn't have a choice. I can talk about my conversion story later, but if, if you don't have like a, a very special conversion story that kind of forced you in a certain direction, uh, you have to look at the historical facts, look at what Jesus said in the Gospels, and um, you have to determine, you know, what what did Jesus actually teach? And we have to be humble and say, well, maybe we don't know. Maybe um, we would like things to be a certain way because it would be easier. It would be easier for me to admit that, oh, the Catholic Church is horrible and I'm going to move on to something else, to Orthodox, or I'm going to move on to be a Coptic, or I'm going to move on to be any number of things, right? It's easy to say that. It's much more difficult to say that, hey, this is the right way and no matter how bad things are, the Holy Spirit is guiding these things. And guess what? In the past, throughout history, worse things have happened. So that's why it's good, no matter what kind of Christian you are, to look into church history. Look into church history and you will see some of the worst of the worst things going on. Persecutions, bad leaders, um, all kinds of things, heresies. I mean, at one point in the church history for about, I think about Two or two or five hundred years. I'm not sure. I have to look into it. But look up the Arian heresy. A R I A N. Arianism. That heresy lasted for hundreds of years. Emperors, kings. Uh, there were so many people. Like the whole church almost was Arian. And Arianism was a total heresy. It was said that Jesus wasn't God. And so many Christians believed it. That people were just being born into it. And it was very difficult to root it out, but eventually it was rooted out with the help of many great saints, one of them being uh, St. Athanasius. So you can look up the Arian heresy and look up St. Athanasius and you will learn about one of the darkest, darkest times in church history. And you would say, oh, now things are worse. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm humble. I don't know. Well, I'm trying to be humble. I don't know what is the worst time. And in our current time, we can always say this is the worst, but to truth be told, once things pass on and what's happening now is history, then then people will be able to decide, oh, this time was better than that time or worse than that time or whatever. But yeah, look into church history, check out Arianism, check out St. Athanasius and check out some of the other things in early church history, especially the first four to five hundred years. There's lots of important stuff that happened in there that a lot of people just have no idea about. You can go on Wikipedia and search it and and you will find a lot of good information actually i've read those wikipedia articles numerous times and 
the vast majority of that information is correct. You can put in church history um, and you can even put in different countries, church history in Africa, church history in Europe, and you will find a very good timeline. You can also put in church history timeline and you'll find a nice timeline based on year by year. Anyway, moving on, don't want to talk on too much about that. And I already have resolution and morning prayer. My God, I offer thee these resolutions. Unless thou deignest to bless them, I cannot be faithful to them. I beseech thee most earnestly to bless me, that I may serve thee faithfully this day by a perfect devotedness to all my duties and a steadfast adherence to all my promises and good resolutions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell, and share if you haven't already. Follow me on me, uh, follow me on social media at ShalomKason1. Go to SDKason.com for meditations, quotes, a shop, and prayer books. Until next time, stay holy, my friends.